Welcome to the Making Laps Podcast. Hello and welcome to this edition of the Making Laps Podcast. I am your host, Brent Gleason. Alongside, I think I'm peaking here. Sorry, I'm talking extra loud. Uh, Alongside me is my co-host and brother, who is definitely not as sick as me, Jesse Gleason. Hi, good evening, everyone, or morning, or whenever you're watching. I don't know. Whatever you're doing. Good good morrow. Good something. And with us on the line. Unfortunately. Is is our Florida connection, Phil Jakes. Oh, God. And I'm so sorry. It hurts to laugh. I've heard worse. They turn comments off, which is a very smart move on their part. (laughs) Yeah, probably should. Yeah, it's really easy to get people to shut the hell up without... This thing's still going. There we go. Thank God. All right, so I apologize for how I sound today because I've been sick for like two days with a stomach virus, and it's really been awful. So if COVID. I get, a, yeah, if it was COVID, I wouldn't be able to smell food from three freaking rooms away and be like, I'm turning a fan on to keep that smell away from me. Anyway, <laughs> so that's bad. I won't go into details to spare the viewer and listeners. So hello to our YouTube. There's crowd. some bad. Black licorice in the crowd. Oh, you should have pulled that noise. I know, I should have yeah, pulled shoot. that one. I just had to do it off the cuff because I can't pull it in time. The Wayne's World 2. Yeah. I repeat, there's some bad licorice in the crowd. Do not eat the red rope licorice. <laughs> <laughs> Boo! If we actually did like pre-production for the show, you could have that stuff planned out. I, was, yeah, I, was, well, I had we, some things planned out, but not we, that we, a one. list with talking points so yeah. we you should what see we're how, actually going to talk about. Well, I got I a forgot. list of talking points. There's pages and pages of notes, and uh, I don't have audio notes. We just have about 15 different tabs open for Jesse, and I guess we didn't uh, go through every single little piece because I don't write every episode. I just write notes. <laughs> Anyway, well, and we don't plan it out like door bumper clear and all them. No, because yeah. they actually have people who are getting. They have a paid. production team. They, they get have paid producers. to do that. Yeah, they have producers. But that's why we have Sid. <laughs> he just does the video, and he didn't even do it last week. <laughs> he can't be everywhere at once. He's got enough things producing right so, now. So ap- can't produce this pile of garbage. Apologies to our YouTube crowd over at youtube.com slash Sid's View because we didn't get a video out last week and the week before we got it out the week after. It's just been a cluster around here this lately. This will probably come out around Christmas. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> if he doesn't hit the delete button on us again. <laughs> I know our show's bad, but he doesn't have to delete it on us. Uh, anyway, so personal updates. As I've already mentioned, we already start the show off. If you haven't, If this is your first time listening or whatever, we start the show this off. Disgraceful. We should be taken off the air. Yeah, we should be. Uh, we start the show off with personal updates, and obviously our racing seasons have been over. But the only personal updates I have is that I've been going through a uh, what's the what's a good word for this? Inadvertent or unrequested prep for a colonoscopy, and I have I don't have one scheduled. It's just kind of happening right now, so. <laughs> I don't have a procedure schedule. I don't have a procedure schedule. It's just me living in my bathroom. Um, apologies for that visual. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, that's me. It's like 
how do I kick this? Maybe it just won't eat anything for the next three days. You just see me pass out at work behind the wheel. Maybe they'll take me to a nice air-conditioned or heated hospital. It'd be very nice. They probably have, well, they'll probably take me to Bacchus or Middlesex. That would be bad. <laughs> so anyway. It'll be like that, that meme of the USPS driver with the truck upside down on fire. Yeah, they'll just be like, here's a blanket that I found on the side of the road to cover you up with. Well, if you go to Bacchus, well, goodbye. Yeah, I'll get like MRSA or something, and they'll just kill me that way. Because the oh, what's that? What's that other poo disease that they do? Oh, forget it. Staph infection. Nah, that too. But there's something else. Like I forget what it's called. I'm not going to dig deep for that one. AIDS. That too. I mean, just name it. You'll get it there. Ah, right. So AIDS, COVID. I have the merger. I have not come up with any ideas of what I'm doing yet because we still have by Stafford Speedway's clock over five months. Until we go racing again. <laughs> so I am Sorry. not even considering working on my race car right now. Uh, I know now it would be That doesn't the... sound like last-minute panic. Yeah, I know. Well, I work better under panic. So actually, if you saw how I performed at the uh, championship race this year, I definitely don't. So, yeah. All right. So I, I don't know what I'm doing yet. I'll figure it out. We have... Uh, the only other personal update I can come up with is that... We will be going on our normal break at the end of the uh, NASCAR season because we can't talk about F1 for an hour and a half because they do go after NASCAR for a bit. No. And Jesse won't, God, no. Jesse won't show up for that because no. we won't do that. We usually, well, we talk about it for more than one minute and Jesse's on the floor. So Clutching at my chest, praying for death. Kind of like how I am right now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we're going to take the off-season off. We got this episode... We're going to have another episode to f- finish out the NASCAR season, and then we're going to come back for one more, and that's going to be our award show and special episode, yeah. and uh, that'll be fun. We've yeah. got to come and up with a bunch of Maybe we could do, like if, like, if like Phil runs uh, New Smyrna or something in, in New Year's or whatever, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, whatever we come up with. Yeah. In the meantime, we could probably come out with something if we garner enough... Uh, news that's worthy of talking about we'll come up with something but other than that we'll give you all a break and we'll give ourselves a break and we can take the off season off and me uh, me racing is definitely not a reason for a podcast oh yes it is it is unless we take a trip down there Mm. (laughs) oh we do have updates coming up um by the way i want to congratulate all of the uh self-proclaimed meteorologists for being and i'm putting this in air quotes right that the speed bowl would rain out Congratulations on piggybacking off of the opinion of a professional and uh, being, it was right for a change. being correct for once. Well, if that professional had been wrong, they would have blamed them. But since they piggybacked off of their you know, hard work and information, they were correct. Yes. It's kind of like... They took the credit? Yeah. Oh, okay. Everybody, oh, see, I was right. It rained out. I told you it was going to rain. Told you it was going to rain. Gonna no, rain. the meteorologist told you it was going to rain out and you piggybacked off it. <laughs> That's how this works. How do I? T- you just look at the sky. Yeah, I was at work and I'm like, I'm on the shoreline, which is west of west of Waterford, and I'm like, yeah, they made the right I'm call. Thirsty. Oh, you didn't grab any drinks? I forgot my drinking. I think it was the first time we ever did his this. Alcoholic beverage. I am five hundred and nope, four hundred and fifty milliliters. Is that milliliters? Ounces? What is that? I don't know. Freedom. In whatever it is. Jesse brings a whole fucking cooler. (laughs) 
It's a long show. If you listen to this thing, we talk over an freedom. hour and a half about absolutely talk, nothing. We're not talking. I about would need F1. about that many beers to listen to us too. How long have we been talking for right now, Jesse? Seven and a half minutes. Seven and a half minutes about how my ass is a fountain. So that's how that's how <laughs> much we can leader? stress things out. No one out. cares about leaders. I'm just saying that's what it says on the side. I don't know. You've got some goddamn communist. I'm just trying to hydrate. It's been a pretty bad couple days. Communist. Boy. But I am persevering and giving the fans what they want, which is a show. So that's why we're still doing this, because I'm not a sissy. All right. So, yes, congratulations to all of the uh, fake meteorologists thinking you're right when you're not. It's somebody else's being right. It's like African. I'm not going to get political here, because people don't tune in for that. (coughs) Pardon me. I'm dying over here. All right. So clarification from last week. I had mentioned uh, that Johnny Clark won the past title, but it was the past North title. Uh, Derek Griffith won the past national title, so I just wanted to clarify that in case there was any confusion, uh, or if anybody lived under a rock and doesn't read Facebook. Good job being wrong. I wasn't wrong. He won the North Championship. He was only half right. Okay. He won a championship. Which is more than I can say I am. More At than, least nobody died this that's, week. That's so. more than CNN. So that's yes, we didn't, we didn't murder anybody this week. Well, so. we didn't, but drunk drivers did, so <laughs> <laughs> don't drink and drive, kids. Uh, you'll end up $21 million in debt and spend eight years in prison. Which is pretty light, considering. Anyway, we'll move on to this week's Jesse. Oh, shit. <laughs> I even gave him his own notes this week. This oh, week's... Yeah. Uh, uh, I'll string it out. This Darf. week... Darf. Comment. There it is. It is time now for this week's Darf Comment of the Week. We just need that on a button, I swear to God. He has it queued on the right tab. It's just not brought up because I don't cue There's, him. I don't cue him at all. I don't I, hold signs. I forgot. Up. I, don't, I barely give him notes, and it's. <laughs> I don't do this well, very well. I'm not a great producer. Let's be honest. Well, I'm right. a big boy. I could do some work too. <laughs> I know, but I, just, I choose not to because I make how, bad life decisions. How many why do you think I work for? Why do you think I work picking up big I'm say boxes and whatnot? 96 is Phil's guess. I'm betting it's 91. All right. Let's see. We are exactly. I've lost it. (laughs) Awesome. Okay. So I'll just go to the easy one to find. And we are nine. No, this is the 91st episode. Cool. We're 91 episodes in and we still don't know what we're doing. You think we would do it? We won't at 291. Well, I think we've refined it quite a bit. Anyway, we're doing the Darf comment of the week. We're just, oh, God, we're just talking nothingness. Uh, there it is. <laughs> Time for no, this. you got to let it play out. Yeah. No, it. we've already done that. All right, so I picked this one up. I, You know, I'm just procrastinating on this thing because we're getting to the end of the season. And next year we're going to go into season three. And hopefully hit episode 100. we got to do something special for episode 100. So if anybody out there has any ideas, let me know. Um, but nothing that costs money unless you want to sponsor the show. Because we don't have a uh, Patreon. We don't have PayPal. We Yet. don't have anything. We don't have a pot to piss in. Yet. We don't have that either. I just, Yet. I think I've broken my toilet. I think I literally wore it out today. I didn't, I didn't think it was possible, but I think I've done it. I I'm, pooped too much. Yes. I, think, I poop too much, and then I get tired. I'm so tired. I didn't sleep at all. 
Anyway, um, Darf comment of the week again. This week goes to Twitter user at, and again, if it's a singular person, I do single you out, uh, at Fox number four captain. So it's Fox four captain. Okay. This person has no profile picture. Uh, they have zero followers. They follow one person and they only have two tweets, uh, which they joined this summer and only took until today to start complaining on posts. I have more followers on Twitter and I don't even have an account. Mm. If I shared mine with you, we would have, I can't do math, a lot more than him. (laughs) Moving on. All right. That was useless. So he decided, they decided, I don't know, it says his name is Joe. I don't know. I'm going to go with Joe. Uh, Just they call just it it. Yeah. Decided. They, it, them, z, zi, zo, zum, I smell, sis, gum. Right. You know how they got the shoulders and the little dislocated head for the background instead of the egg or whatever they used to have? A silhouette. Yeah, it's just a silhouette it's with a, a detached silhouette. head now on Twitter. It used to be an egg. Uh, anyway. Um let me see. Where so was what I did at? it say? What it said was they decided to comment on a race they day CT right, tweet with a portion of Mark Root's comments about, and we'll get into this too, Langley Speedway and the start of the NASCAR Wayland Modified Tour season being announced as scheduled against the Spring Sizzler on the same day. And this winning comment is, quote, what did he, meaning Mark Root, expect to happen? They don't own valuable dates like that. End quote. I'll open this up to the panel <laughs> to start. What's what's the problem? What do you mean? Uh, so what? Did, what what's, I don't get it. They he says he doesn't un, he just doesn't understand why Marker Root is mad that the NASCAR Whale Modified Tour scheduled up against the Spring Sizzler after the Sizzler was announced for schedule date. And he's like, what does he expect? They don't own valuable dates like that, meaning Stafford doesn't own dates. I can see where he's trying to come from with it, but I don't. Asinine comment. I don't. You know why? I mean, Uh, does does the NASCAR does does Stafford have a tour date? No, they don't have a NASCAR tour date. Well, then the tour can run whenever the hell they want. Yes, but yeah. You have to think big picture because it's a big touring. What, what's the biggest touring modified area in the country? The Northeast, for sure. The Northeast and mostly Connecticut. Bowman Gray. Bowman Gray is not. No. No, they are a circus. They are clown I, shoes. <laughs> I can definitely see both sides of it. From your perspective, I, I get I get exactly what you're saying. But from their perspective, they would you like to me? Would you like me to go into my rant section? I would like you to go into. I don't have music queued up for it. You don't need music for my rant what? section. I just go into it. Okay, you're just All right. gonna. This is my opinion, obviously. That's why I wrote it. Um, <laughs> and NASCAR just fire away. And NASCAR just does, you know, what they want because they're NASCAR, like picking dates like this after they've already been announced. Yeah. Uh, NAS and NAS. I mean, congrats on pushing the idea. That NASCAR is a controlling, omnipotent, even abusive force. When a large-scale event like Stafford is putting on, and considering it's the 50th iteration of this event, it is the 50th Spring Sizzler this upcoming year, so it's not like it's some small thing, uh, and they scheduled their event before NASCAR did, or at least they announced it before NASCAR did. Let's be fair. If you scheduled it before 
Stafford did. Wouldn't you want to announce it before them? Anyway, it's kind of stupid. Uh, but, I mean, they scheduled their event for NASCAR. They announced it before NASCAR, and it used to be near the start of the NASCAR Wheel Modified Tour at Stafford for over 30 years. So why does it suddenly give NASCAR the right to just step on their toes when they have the stranglehold in the Northeast of Tour-type Modifieds? This person's comment suggests that NASCAR is a big enough and powerful enough that they can do whatever they want, regardless of the damage it causes to the short track. One thing NASCAR has reached, or preached, I mean, for so long, and very obviously failed to deliver on, is their false connection with the short track community. There's numerous reasons that Stafford left NASCAR. It's because NASCAR is not good for short tracks. They are now a burden financially and handcuffed the media rights of the tracks. And promotion. Yep, and promotion. And have a long and storied history of treading on short track sponsors, teams, fans, etc., who have been seen as negative or problematic, quote-unquote, in their eyes. Sounds like a uh, rather abusive relationship, but I've seen it happen before. Uh, now, someone from NASCAR, please, with a straight face, look me in my eyes and tell me that wasn't on purpose and that you're not being vindictive in any way. Because if I know NASCAR, they make a habit of doing stuff like this to, quote, get back at or someone trying to squash any competition. So congratulations at Fox 4 Captain. You've won my Darf comment of the week. I, I put my in there because I didn't know if you two agreed with well, me. Well, you found it. So. I found it, so you won my Darf comment of the week. You win absolutely nothing except our disdain and maybe a few Twitter followers to your profile pictureless page. Well... Right. I'll go give him a follow. <laughs> Why? <laughs> he, because Phil likes cringe humor, obviously. <laughs> you know. But I mean, you see my point, right? Stafford was I with NASCAR. Stafford was probably one of the most big, big league short tracks for NASCAR to toe the line for how long? And then basically, they were so off-putting that well, Stafford just said, "You know what? We've pretty much <laughs> had it with you, so go away." So. And my, my so, now Staff, thing... so now Stafford doesn't have any NASCAR modified tour races for the first time since 1985 when the tour began. And now they say, oh, by the way, we're putting our NASCAR tour race up against your Spring Sizzler. That doesn't scream weird to you at all? Oh, it does for sure. And, and that's, that's kind of my thing is that's exactly what NASCAR did. It, no question. Ray Charles could see that's what NASCAR did. Well, like, yeah, there's no question. That's not my, the... My, Go my ahead, biggest though. thing in the whole this whole deal is that it's not hurting the fans because the fan bases are far enough apart that it's really not going to matter for the most part. No, you're hurting it's hurting else. the drivers because you're going to have guys like Bonsignor. He's going to have opportunities to, to race in the open modified races, uh, the tri track stuff, and the tour. You're making them choose. Woody Pitcat, same thing, making them choose. Chase Dowling, making them choose. Like, and they're all people you, who all could you're win. All you doing is hurting modifieds. Yeah, and that's probably a good chunk of change put up. That's a lot more money than what the NASCAR Tour puts up. Let's be honest. There's a reason oh, why Tour-type modified racing is bigger in New England than NASCAR Tour modified racing with regards to car count and money. Not fans as much because they just tag along to the NASCAR name like we've said before. But in terms of money and car counts, you can't beat these open modified races. There's no way. Tri track. I guarantee anything you, else. Yeah. I guarantee you, the Aroots went back after that phone call when they found out they weren't the what happened, and they're like, 
we're going to find a way to double the purse. I or would do something to draw drivers away from NASCAR. And you know what? It's going to work. You know what because I would do? The I cost would... of just going down there, the Aroots will find a way to get that. I would make it so that the purse was. Well, how much is it to even win a tour race? Three grand? I don't know. No, I think it's like eighty five hundred bucks or something. I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure. That's a number I, I doubt heard it somewhere. I really doubt it, but I will look it up eventually. Um, I would be on the phone with every single sponsor, put up lap money. I'd do everything possible to try to make the purse double, triple, quadruple, make it worth their while to show up there instead of going there. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I would do. I would be that petty. You know, you know something. Yeah. The the um, it's kind of funny how uh, NASCAR, in a way, it, they even though that they tread and don't really seem to almost like ignore or not notice, quote unquote, the short tracks. Something like this and this kind of move is uh, comes from the culture of the top of the of the board, because. Throughout history, if you ever crossed Big Bill France, the uh, founder, or Junior, Bill France Junior, they found a way of getting back at you and uh, burying your career from everybody from Tim Flock to uh, Curtis Turner, Tim Richmond, um, most of uh, Junior Johnson. They found ways to mess with those people. Robbie Gordon, God. Uh, all down the line so it seems jeremy to, mayfield jeremy mayfield completely agree with you phil yeah he's innocent free jeremy this has been a culture for gen this is now the third generation that's come down from the top it, it makes me think that whoever it whoever chose the date to go up against stafford it, it had to this kind of play is it's historically from where from the top from the the France MO this is this is how it's they just work part of the NASCAR business model exactly i agree it's really what it is it's crush all competitors consistent. yes well, yeah that's exactly. literally all it is is crush all competitors or uh, dissident a dissident a, yes dissident any dissident crush them put them in gulag and and ruin dare them. i dare i uh, compare it to hitler <laughs> could Stalin. Yeah. yeah, let's go there. That's not much better, uh, but I mean, you, there you won't break Godwin's law, you know. But yeah, but it's so Stalin. I pulled up an article from Short Track Scene about when they ran the tour in 2020 at Myrtle Beach, and the winner was four thousand bucks. Yeah, that's pathetic for a drive that far. Yeah, that's why it made. That's why it made an article or a headline in Short Track Scene. They said. By the way, this purse is obscenely low. Check it out. Like, maybe the number I heard was like a New Hampshire race, so maybe the, I don't know. The New Hampshire race is obviously we're going to bring a lot more, but yeah, I just read a tweet from Matthew Dillner. Huh. Sorry, I was on Twitter checking for stuff, and he, he chimed in and said the decision to race on the weekend of the 50th annual Spring Sizzler at Stafford baffles me. I'll gather my thoughts. Would like to hear what y'all think. Well, you just heard what we think. He follows me on Twitter. I doubt he We listens. think it's petty and it was on purpose. Yes, that's all we believe. And it's going to backfire on NASCAR. 
I would like to see their marketing partners come together. Because, I don't know. For Stafford. I'm going to say this, too. If this causes an upheaval or whatever the hell the word is, you know what I mean? Civil war or Uh, whatever. This is not only going to hurt the Langley race. This is probably going to hurt the new Smyrna race, too. Here's the thing. It very well could. This is I guarantee you this is what NASCAR is thinking. They're still modified down south to fill the spots. And if guys don't want to come south, they'll just fill the field out with those guys for two races and then come back north. They, there's no loyalty anymore. No, they don't give a shit. None. None. That's why I, I really hope this SRX thing with Tony Stewart turns into something bigger because <laughs> they have an opportunity to absolutely embarrass well, NASCAR. I mean, with the with the ratings that they got and how short the races were, with how little car count they had, yeah. they had what twelve cars, and they were and they were they were beating they were beating these short tracks. Yeah, they were beating IndyCar and NHRA numbers combined. Their TV numbers so, were really good. They were really they good. were excellent. Oh, they, they were entertaining. Be, they need to be twenty to twenty five car fields, and they need to run fifteen races a year. And if they did that, I think you would see it grow so quick. Well, I'm sure that they're they're working on it and trying to tweak it and improve and whatnot. Yeah, you got to get there eventually. So that, that's really cool. Um, they're really close, straight I out don't, the gate. I don't predict oh, yeah. Langley the Langley race being that that good. I mean, I think, uh, well, Justin Bonsignor, he, he we talked about this I think earlier, but you know he's won a bunch of championships. He's got nothing to prove as far as NASCAR's tour is concerned. Doug Kobe, same thing. Uh, it the, makes fiscal sense for them to stick around. The third best car, I believe, was uh, Ronnie Silk, and that team is uh, gone. Is finished. P.S. So I just want to add this in real who's quick. Who's left that really cares about that's loyal to the tour? I mean, Matt Swanson just lost his ride with Bowler. Right. Um, I wanted to throw this in real quick. You'll notice that there's a name in Tour Type Modified Racing that <gasps> does not run tours exclusively, and it's Matt Hirschman. Why? Yep, and it's been because, that way for a long time. Because it pays better to not align with a tour. He didn't get to be uh, money uh, Matt. Money Matt <laughs> by running the tour exclusively. No, he ran tri track, tri track, ROC, <laughs> open mod shows, and just won everywhere. And that's why he has so much, you know, purse money. Won. That's why he's money Matt. There's, there's a he reason chases why. He the big money races and he can afford to do it. Yeah, yeah, he could run the NASCAR modified tour exclusively, but he doesn't. And he's, dare I say, smart for not. Don't pay the bills. It doesn't. He makes more money doing barnstorming, which is what these tour type open modified shows are all about. So, Stafford, I know you're already on the phone, but uh, best wishes to you, and I hope you get a lot more. We're behind you, Stafford. Indeed. That's why we Absolutely. plug you. Absolutely. And All we, right. Yeah, they'll they'll pull it out. I, I do want to say one other thing about that Langley race. I've never obviously driven that track. I've only ever seen it on iRacing, and I've never seen the tour cars run there. It's like a bigger. But I think that's head. gonna be it's gonna be a bottom feeder, single groove, boring choo choo <laughs> race. I'm wrong. It's not like Riverhead. Riverhead has more banking. Yeah, this place is a freaking parking lot. I love I love it on iRacing. It's so much fun it's to fun get, and just a get down car. and hook hook the berms. I mean, but, Langley's a cool track. It's very unique. Yeah, but I just think it's going to be single file with the tour cars. Yeah. Time will tell. We'll see. More details to follow. Yeah, we'll yeah. catch up with that next year when we come back. <laughs> Developing story. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so anyway. We'll probably come back about that time. Oh, probably. I don't know. We'll probably come back for the 500. We should do a live view of the 500, but not record the whole thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> or something. 
Uh, I don't know. Anyway, we so, just sit and text back and forth during the races anyway. <laughs> Why not? Speaking of Stafford Motor Speedway, you can buy your calendar for the Enlero Photo Sponsor Scholarship draw. Ah. At Enlero Scholarship. Sounds scholastic. Wix shut our website down because it was promoting illegal gambling, which is stupid as hell. Really? Yeah. It's not like she's providing a product in a capitalist society, you know, paying for a calendar and, oh, you might just win. It's like, well, what if I just wanted a calendar? That's what they're getting. Shut up, people. Seriously. So it's a sponsor scholarship, which is actually good because I need to learn as much as I can about racing. Uh, yes. You can enter at Enlero Photo. You can enter your favorite driver or yourself if you're a driver or whatever at EnlerofPhoto.com. I don't think I've plugged this in a while, but I think they're up to like 425 drivers or something, um, in which I don't like my odds because I don't win stuff like this. So I'm prepping for Thompson next year because my you bet still was- have. Ten times the votes that I do. Yeah, but I'm a nihilist, so we've mentioned this on Twitter already. So, um, so <laughs> I just am a realist that borders on negativity all You're the black time. Black pilled, right? Black pilled into yes, entirely. Uh, so, <laughs> so you can get those, and you can uh, sign up your favorite driver. Please, for the love of God, stop signing up Cup Series guys and Tour type drivers. They have enough money, trust me. There wouldn't be in those cars if they weren't. Okay. Give it to little guys like us, please. Give it to Brent or Phil. Like people who can't Brent or Phil. Please. You know, two, two, two people. I'm trying to run 20 races next year. The whole point of this yeah. is to give somebody a sponsorship that could change their racing career. Yeah. And if Any I won those it, two. and that's why I brought Stafford into this, because if I'd won it, I would be racing full-time next year in a limited late model because I've always crapped on that division, and I want to just throw my feet straight into the fire. So that's what I would do if I'd won it. All right, moving $10,000 would definitely be enough to take them to school. Correct. <laughs> that's a terrible joke. <laughs> I was looking around. It's <laughs> <laughs> terrible. Womp, <laughs> Anyway. All right, so I'll move it on here. We got another listener question. Hold on. Oh, we got a sound for that now? Oh, damn it. Oh, we, oh, we don't? Well, we oh. did. We did have that? Maybe I should... Eh. Oh, that's the same one. We have a listener... Qu- Damn it, I was doing it. <laughs> <coughs> listener question. Oh, oh, that's the Darf comment of the week. Yeah, let's go to, go, wow. to, go to a different one. Just pick any random one. Let's just try it. Go. I don't. I think he'll oh be. God, I think awful. he'll be very upset if we use it. Go, go Jimmy to B. Buffett? Let's try B. Let's go to B. All right. Time for the listener question that we finally got. You can. Yeah. There we go. Okay. So. Good lord. Uh, we do. By the way, <laughs> I give. Board. <laughs> I, it is, isn't it? We it's only use disaster. it for. We use it for one sound, and that's it. All right. So uh, I do mention. Our social media and our ways of getting in touch with us to the audience every single week. And uh, this is proof that, yes, I do read if you send things in. But I can't read it if you don't send it in. We would even listen if it was on Send Anchor. it in, please. If, if it was like Anchor FM, it would be like a voicemail. Yeah, if you sent a voicemail to anchor.fm slash making laps, you could be played on the air. I don't even care how dumb it is. We had two once, and it was just two messages of someone saying penis over and over. So I just played them anyway. So whatever. I think Tell it was, us we suck. Well, I know Tell us was, we're ugly. I mean, I know it was Jesse, but you know it was still funny. That yeah. was the bit. Moving that on. That sucks more than anything that has ever sucked before. It's the end of the year. What do you expect from us? 
so listener question. This came in from our longtime listener and contributor, Tyler Owen. And uh, he's, he's written in a few times before. So uh, he says, quote, Hey, I have another topic for you guys to discuss. I don't know much, of, or I don't know that much about the exact financials, along with safety requirements for NASCAR and open shows. And he's talking about modifieds. Uh, but here you go. Do you believe the newest generation of modified tour chassis, the LFRs, TFRs, Furies, and so on, are making it that much harder for all the NASCAR and open modified teams to compete because it seems like on big high-speed tracks, Thompson Staff, Richmond, New Hampshire, blah, 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 the whole list goes on. You need the latest and greatest to even contend for a win and top five. But if you have a blood-out-of-a-stone, like, older-generation chassis, like a Troy 08 or a Spafco or something like that, which is still good, uh, it just can't compete unless it's on a smaller track like Seaconk or Waterford, which I tend to agree on because uh, after going to the open tour-type shows up at, like, Monadnock or something, um, older chassis or different chassis tend to work fine on shorter tracks. Uh, I saw a lot of Spafcos up at, uh, up at, uh, Monadnock and it was, it was like half the field was like the 604 mods or Spafcos. I'm like, wow. Cause you don't see them a lot down here, but it's a Connecticut based company. And anyway, I'll move on. Um, he says, what's your take? Do you think it's a way for an opportunist to make money by, and my fingers don't work here to turn the page. <laughs> They're developing the latest and greatest and weeding out the middle income owners to where it is just rich owners who can have winnable cars, making it a, quote, rich get richer, poor get poorer type situation, or am I the Darf comment of the week? Thank you. Ab- no, he is absolutely not the Darf comment of the week. You know why? Because he asked a genuine question in a That's private a manner. It's a good question. So, no, you are not a Darf. You are actually somebody who's seeking information. That is not a Darf. That is somebody who is actually trying you know what i mean somebody who wants to learn about the sport doesn't just go out and spout a stupid opinion that's a darf somebody who genuinely wants to know and sends a message to somebody who i mean we that's have, good because we'll make up something yeah we don't really know that much but we'll try <laughs> oh no, um but so, we'll make yeah. up something but we can at least spout off an opinion and maybe i maybe i'll be a darf i don't know of course that's how we get to this um but anyway yeah i i agree that it's i don't think it's really kind of uh I don't think it's really based just in higher dollar cars where money matters and newest equipment and best money or best equipment parts, et cetera, matter. I think that's kind of a blanket thing across every single racing division, to be honest with you. And yeah, you know, if you want to compete, you're going to have to have the latest and greatest. Now, I hate to date myself here, but I'm going to go for a little aside. Jesse and I both started racing in 1999. And um, we bought a car. I was used to be a young man. Once. Yes, you used to be. I used to now be too. Now I'm an old foster of genuine propulsion. I li- yeah, I'm, I feel the age. Uh, so we bought a car. We were street stock racing or strictly stock racing back oh, then. Oh, how foolhardy I was. And we, uh, I think, bought the car with an engine, body, and everything for 1400 bucks. 1400 a US car, a, you can, <laughs> a, a street stock sportsman now, the same division, okay, you can spend over ten dollars to $12,000 on one. I used to buy a house for that. Now, that might just be a cost of racing thing, but even in the smaller divisions like ours, 
you used to go to the junkyard and buy parts. This is the old cliche. You know, you used to use stock A-frames, upper and lower, stock frames, stock, you know, everything. Now you can literally buy every part to race a street stock, sportsman, limited, late model, whatever you want to call our division, out of a book. You can buy a chassis. I lost a finger underneath the hood yes, of yes, an yes, AT1 yes. my Chevy Monte Carlo. Yes, yes. And um, <laughs> you can buy a full tube chassis, completely manufactured, completely manufactured rear end, completely manufactured suspension components, body, everything. The only thing stock about it would probably be the transmission, and that doesn't even come in those cars. So, I mean, Your if you want, done. yes, I know laundry's done. If you I want to, yeah, if you want to <laughs> compete in racing, no matter what division you're in, you're always going to be pigeonholed into buying the best you can buy. It's just bottom line. Well, it's easier. It's e- it, It's a lot easier to make somebody else do it. Okay, the three car still has their homemade chassis, the Bowler team. Mm-hmm. They still have a homemade chassis. Right. And they do, you know, okay. They do well, but that could be a number of factors. It's always going to be easier to pay somebody else to uh, do the homework for you that live and breathe it, and it's their job to mm-hmm. do it. As opposed to the race team learning trial and error and gaining the experience, they're going to pay to bridge that gap a lot quicker between uh, the latest and greatest and gaining knowledge and gaining experience. You can bridge that gap quick with money. And so. the way a lot of the technology is going now, there's twofold differences. They have computers that you can design racing chassis on and stress tests before you even build it. So now you're gaining an advantage just through design alone. And so if you want one of those, you're going to have to pay for that. Then they've and got all design, the new... That design equipment is expensive. Oh, yes. Experience is very expensive. Experience and equipment in builder sense is expensive because you have to pay for all that too That's if you're right. going to buy a new car. And then you've got... Um, Shocks and other parts for technology. That's black magic. It is. So a lot of these people are paying That's somebody with who went out and bought setup equipment, and they pay them to set their cars up most of the time. Mm-hmm. So they'll pay a specific shock guy to build shocks for them. They'll pay somebody to do you know geometry and, and, and setup plate the thing, and they'll do all this stuff. And I mean... Like, I've watched guys get in a modified, even an SK Lite, and basically just kind of be mediocre, and then they'll take their car to one of these designated chassis setup guys, and then they'll just be immediately faster. It, I mean, even the mod guys, they they don't, this isn't their job. They, they don't have time for trial and error, so that's the way to catch up and gain that performance advantage is to pay for it. So, yeah, yeah. There's there's no room for trial and error anymore. You need to find and there's a lot of smart people out there. That that has grown from you know years ago. There was only a handful of smart people. Now there's a ton of smart people out there. So to gain that performance advantage over the next guy, it, it's gonna have, the only way to do it is to throw money at it. 
Phil? <laughs> I, I have, I've always thought about the chassis deal with the modifieds. Um, I've always kind of believed that if you're running a tour type car, you shouldn't be limited to anything really. But I think with the, maybe not the SKs, but at least the SK light guys, they should really limit how new your chassis could be. Make it to where those guys buy used chassis. So these lower budget teams coming in, trying to learn the modified craft are on a little more level playing ground. Question. Something that's well, now you're just more, advocating for communism. No. No. Yeah, well, question. For I'm not. Phil. I'm not saying make every single one the exact same chassis. I'm just saying, 08 Troy or, or are they serialized? CD or yeah, I think all of are those, they serialized so that you know which one is how old they are. Troyers are. Uh, I think Mike Paquette puts something on the CDs. I'd have to text and find that out for sure. But I think Kenny Barry does as well. But there's there's got to be a way. You know by looking at the style of clip too and stuff, the the builders know what they are. Yeah, it's their it's their job and their business. They're gonna know what it is. I apologize to the audience. I am kind of falling out from being sick right now, so just kind of bear with me here. I'm letting them talk as much as possible so I can regain. Um, at, at this point, it's unrealistic because there's no way you're ever gonna you're ever gonna get that back under control. So, yeah. That's another reason why racing has been declining. It's because racers figured out they could spend a lot more money, and then there's more specialized things that they can spend money on, and then there's more specialized things and more specialized things, and the spending comes out of control. And it's like, well, I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, back in the day, I say that like I'm old, which I am, uh, cup teams, I mean, I'm talking cup teams, and we're talking the 90s. The guys who went over the wall were the guys who worked on the car in the shop. You know, yeah. now they have specialized guys that go over the wall that are full on athletes that make six figures a race. And then they have full on engineers on staff. They have all this data collection. They have all this other stuff. And it's like, it's just not a chassis and an engine and tires anymore. It's everything is so much more specialized because all these people figured out that they need to have some kind of advantage. And if money is an advantage, they're going to figure out how to use it. Something I've also kind of learned uh, with the, it's still technically late model racing, but with the sportsman car is the chassis age really doesn't seem to matter as much as getting your geometry right. With a my with, car yeah, with a car is, like ours, yeah. Yeah, my car is a ninety three Dillon. It's the oldest car in the state of Florida. It's got the most wins out of any state car in the state of Florida too. And it's still at the last race, if it had a driver in it and not me probably would have swept the night it was fast i'll come drive so, it for you as long as i don't have to pay for it it's <laughs> you know it's got four wheels and and a steering wheel yeah yeah if, if you got your shit together you can make anything go yeah. i mean we we proved that at thompson all three of us with beat up old metric chassis cars going against these big high dollar tube cars yeah the johnson cars and whatnot yeah but I, it's, I keep... it's harder to make shit go is the biggest thing. Yeah, if you already start off with a really clean piece of paper, you can make it go easier than trying to figure out the subtle nuances of an older car. Yep. But and older cars flex more, so you got to accommodate for that. Well, flex just means grip in our cars. Well, <laughs> no, not in these cars. <laughs> Depends the biggest, on who you ask. The biggest 
the biggest hurdle to ever get is to make the car straight. Yeah. Keeping the car straight. A straight car is a fast car, no so. matter its age. It's just oh. always going to be that way. Mm-hmm. Don't follow mine down the straightaway. I mean, expect, except for a modified. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think you could take an 85 Troyer mm-hmm. and go run against mm-hmm. a 2021 LFR John, Fury. John Catania <laughs> sure gave it the old college try. Yeah, he had that old uh, Evans chassis for a long time, yeah. didn't he? <laughs> that thing was old, man. Shoot. Oh, anyway. Um, hey, it still ran pretty good, too. So thank you, Tyler Owen, again, for writing in. Uh, No, you definitely do not win Darf Comment of the Week because, again, genuine comment or genuine questions Mm -hmm. are not Darf Comments. Yep. Nope. I think it was excellent. Nope. Yeah, it was good. If you want to learn, more power to you. That's how this sport grows. And ask somebody a lot more knowledgeable than us because (laughs) (laughs) we might have been in racing a long time, but we don't know everything, and that's a damn sure all right, so I wanted to bring this topic up real quick. Um, you remember us talking about super late models? We were talking about the Winchester 400 a few weeks ago, and uh, Stephen Nassie had complained that cars weren't showing up for the Winchester 400, and uh, well, and I think somebody else uh, had commented on Twitter that people were scared to show up, and I'm like, that is absolutely not the case. Um no. A team had posted, a super late model team who had experienced the Snowball Derby posted a picture of a list of items that it takes for them to get to the Snowball. Now, hmm. I'll read it off. They said race gas, about 500 bucks, which, to be honest, I think that might be more. That's a little light. That's a little light, yeah. I think 55-gallon drum, you'd say about seven seven fifty. It would be about the right guess. I bet they would go through. If They, took, they had a lot of practice. Well, back a, back a few years ago before COVID, they had like a week's worth of practice at the Snowball Derby. And you were allowed nine sets of tires. They said that's about 6700 bucks, which those tires are pretty pricey. Lodging, 3300 bucks, and that's for the whole crew. Entry fees, 250 bucks. I think that's just for the car. That's not even per person. Oh, team pit entry is down below it. 990 bucks for the whole team to get in. Oof. Hauler fuel to get to the race was 700 bucks. Like a dozen guys on the team or something? Jeez. Well, yeah, you got to have people for live pit Man, stops and stuff. that's a lot. Food and drinks for the team was 600 bucks. Oh, yeah. That's probably only at the track. That's yeah. not the whole time. So for a grand total of $13,220 just to run the Snowball Derby. Okay. Now... How I can many? also confirm that as well. You can because confirm I, that? I know a team down here that spent thirteen seven. Did Brad in run it? Nineteen. Yep. Brad ran it, didn't he? We we were texting back and forth talking about it, and I was like, fifteen sounds crazy to me, and he's like, oh no, we spent thirteen seven in two thousand nineteen. And he's a really good source to talk to, Brad May. So yeah, he if he's spending yeah, a lot of thirteen thousand uh, dollars. And this guy said they spent thirteen thousand dollars. This is one race, people. And how much did yeah. they this win? is one race? How much does this? I don't win? even spend that in a year. What how is much, what how, is the snowball what's the, derby? What's purse? the pay? Twenty five. That's a lot of uh, damn money. Hang on a second. We're gonna search this. Yeah. Snowball derby purse. <laughs> Who gets there first? Make sure you turn the safe five. Shirt. Turn the safe from twenty fourteen. Um. Let's see. I got twenty two five from twenty. That's only if you win. Yeah, that's if you win. So if you win, I got two thousand one. Two thousand one. Two thousand twenty one. Sorry. Oh, okay. That's much better. Twenty five thousand for first. <laughs> oh, then it falls off a cliff. It's probably less than half. 
12,500 for okay, second. Okay, so it's half. 8,000, 7,000, 6,000, 5,000, 4,000, 3,500, 3,000, and it just basically decreases. Jeez, it's, like almost that. Like you, it's almost like you lose money in racing. God, no, it's 30, weird, isn't it? Jeez. What a money pit. To, to start the feature Man. is 1,500 bucks. Yikes. Oof. That's. Uh... To, that's not a to lot. To start the snowflake, <laughs> it pays for your gas. Yes. What the hell? The is snowflake. The snowflake is the prolate model race. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's seven thousand to win. That's cute. And five hundred to start. Jeez. So you wonder why dirt's doing so well. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to know why dirt's doing so well? People go to them. By the way, I have the promoters th- do their jobs. Here's it's a part of the culture. Here's the thing, okay? We just gave you the snowball derby and why people aren't showing up. Do you have fourteen thousand dollars to spend on one race? One. Nope. I absolutely don't have that for three about, seasons. It cost me about two grand to do uh, the. I could run four or five years on that. It cost me two grand to do. <laughs> it almost cost me two grand to do the New Hampshire race. Yeah, Dylan. It cost and I you didn't probably even three buy or tires. four. Yeah, you didn't. You know what the best I argument I hear about the derby is? Well, I need to go down there and practice to be ready. Well, if you're freaking car was ready and you had your stuff together you wouldn't need practice maybe but do you want to hear you're the reason that you're spending so much money 21 minutes ago the world of outlaws posted a tweet do you want to hear it oh i would love to hear it p.s here is their point fund payout for next year for the world of outlaws sprint car series would you like to hear this the winner of the world of outlaws championship gets 200 thousand dollars not bad second place a hundred thousand third 75 70 65 62 5 60 57 5 55 50 000 for 10th 40 30 25 20 18 16 for 16th place and then 17th through 20th get fourteen thousand a piece wow for point that's point fund by the way it's a million dollar point fund you know what I would like to see, though, is something a little more relate- relatable to kind of a weekly guy, because you're not going to see weekly guys running World of Outlaws. Well, you cars. do if you have a track that runs 410 Outlaws. Yeah, but what about, like, the Lucas Oil Dirt Late Model Series? What's their purse? Because that, to me, that's more in line with the Wheel and Modified Tour. Well, keep talking. That's kind of at, I think it's Morton that's buildings, kind of at that level. I think it's at Morton Buildings, but, yeah, whatever. Yeah, well, 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 whatever it is Whatever it is, it is year, but they, it's going to be big change it more often than i change my underwear sometimes lucas oil dirt late model purse all right well, they yeah they do have quite a touring following with mm. those guys too uh yeah. i just think the level of car you know what i mean yeah it's probably right about the same yeah they're both really exotic machines because I, I i would mm, put it uh, like a, a world of outlaws sprint car i'd put that kind of on the same level as more like arca like the big arca not arca east west Hmm. I'm looking for it, but I would like to see like what it is. I would love to know what the Lucas Oil Dirt Late models are. I know Tim McCready is leading the points by a ton. I don't know if he's won the title or not already, but it says points as of 10, 16, 21, and it's uh, November 1st as of record date, so they might be done. But I don't know where their points are. It's hard to find stuff on the cuff because we do this show again at the seat of our pants. So it's like... We just kind of roll with whatever we're going on for whatever. The, to anyway. win the series championship, 
for 2022 in the World of Outlaws Morton Buildings Late Model Championship is $125,000. Yeah. And which, it is a lot more relatable. It's probably just an engine change and some shocks, which are probably $6,000 a piece. <laughs> well, I think even they run so much super late model stuff all over the country with the dirt cars. I don't a think a lot of crate models. Yeah, well, no, it's just the super late model guys, not crate models. Yeah, but they run a lot more crate models than they do supers. Oh, God, we had like 60 of them show up here at uh, Alltech last week. It was yeah, crazy. They'll, they'll run three nights a week. Oh, oh yeah. They'll, they'll yeah. The crazy. winner, oh, I just saw this. The winner of the Miss Snowball Derby pageant gets 1000 bucks. I hope she doesn't have to pay admission. Probably has to pay 2000 bucks to enter or something. <laughs> you got to lose money, too. Mm. No, anyway. Noah Gregson can take her out to dinner afterwards. Yeah, right. I thought he got a bunch of shit for kissing the trophy queen that one year. Then he ended up dating her. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so what? You know, What's the problem? Give the guy a break, for God's sakes. Right. That kid's one of the best things ap- that's happened in racing in general in a long time. All Why right. is that? Yeah, go ahead. Expand Why? upon your point. Yeah. Expand, yeah. He's got energy. He's got a personality. He just... Yeah, it's a person. He's not afraid to ruffle. Yeah, he's not afraid to ruffle feathers, but he's, he's relatable and likable at the same time. He's not really likable. He's a guy that you like to hate, but I still I appreciate don't like to that. Hate him. I love the kid. I think he's a douchebag, <laughs> but I, <laughs> but I appreciate I just, him for being a douchebag because at least it's better than being a robot. Or so. a, he, he kind of reminds me of Greg Biffle, or a DUI suspect. We'll just gloss over that. that. That's his dad. Oh, yes, that's right. He's got the same last name. Sorry. He reminds me of a Kyle Bush, which is kind of a douchebag, but insufferable. I appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate the insufferable for having a personality. Here's the thing I like personalities. I just don't like it when you're an insufferable douche. Yeah. Oh, I should punch him in the face. Oh, why don't you? That's what Kyle Bush said. I don't like Kyle Bush is such a piece of. Exactly. I should punch him in his face. They're Why both from Las, they're both from Las Vegas. It must be something in the non-water out there in the desert. They get loopy from lack of hydration. Yeah. If you're gonna if you're dust. gonna if you're gonna say I should have punched somebody, well, maybe you should have. You know, maybe you should have. I'm gonna take. A don't talk. Break. Don't talk about it. Just do it. I'm gonna go. Should have just punched himself. Anyway, we should talk about the NASCAR stuff that happened this weekend because I am falling out from sickness here. Like getting lightheaded, but this is for the fans, so I gotta keep going. If you see my color just kind of go blank, then just you know, just pick the show up. I'll you know come off the floor in a minute. All right, so Zane Smith won his way into the championship four next week for the NASCAR Truck Series after a wild race in Martinsville. I just can't even keep going with this one. <laughs> so I I uh, can't even be mad about that. Yeah, I mean I can't be mad about him winning the race. I can be mad that this is exactly what TV wants. And this is because NASCAR is so desperate to regain the foothold of uh, viewership that they used to have back in the 90s and the 2000s, even though they'll probably never get there again, that they just keel. There's not a chance. Yeah, they just bend the knee to the TV or the TV contracts. And so TV owns NASCAR, and they tell you what to do. And NASCAR is literally nothing more than WWE now. I'm not saying it's scripted. I'm just saying that it is manufactured entertainment. I'll just put it that way. Um, it's built this way to make it 
exciting if I can put that in quotes. I wouldn't it's, call it manufactured because manufactured would be more WWE. I would call it manipulated. It's manufactured because, because they're putting people in a position where they have to react a certain way and race a certain way because of how the schedule has been laid out. Oh, let's make Martinsville a cutoff race. No, nobody will get beat out of the way or crashed at all. Okay, here's my thing yeah. about the John Hunter Nemechek incident. All, all right, right, go ahead. All right. <laughs> We're gonna get, we haven't talked about what happened there, but here. Uh, John Hunter Nemechek got hooked by Austin Wayne Self, which, by the way, if you don't have a hyphen in your last name and you go by three names, you are a serial killer. Yeah, he so. murdered people. He should kill himself. That's Wait, right. What? 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 Yeah. Oh, we've been down that we've, road before. We've I don't think never we're told keep anyone there. to kill themselves ever. No, we have never told millions of people <laughs> to kill themselves. So, anyway, say you're in a bar, okay? And there's this drunk guy that's like, <laughs> it's a crowded bar, and he's just moving all over the place. You don't know which way he's going, and you're trying to, like, avoid him, all right? And, and you try to get around him, and you're trying to go to the other side of the bar to get away from this fool, Okay. And then he accidentally steps on his toe. And then he pulls out a gun and shoots you in the face. <laughs> That's pretty much what happened with John Hunter Nemechek and Austin Wayne Self. Because I don't even think that John Hunter Nemechek even meant to get into him. I think Austin Wayne, Austin Wayne Self backed up so far, he backed up like two car lengths. It was just racing. Or whatever. It's racing contact. He friggin' stopped, and John Hunter Nemechek let him live, and then it's like, okay, well, I'm always going to be faster, so how about I just go by you? You let him live. Well, Austin it, Wayne Self also killed himself on exit right? by getting the damn thing sideways. Exactly. Super sideways. Don't overdrive the exit, and you won't have that problem. I like what Kurt Busch said, though. That was a really bold move coming from a guy who's not up front every week. <laughs> I thought that was a really cool <laughs> quote. That was a really good quote from Kurt Busch. I liked it. Yeah. yeah. That was it. Yeah, I thought it was uh, very unnecessary. He just shot him in the face for stepping on his toe on accident. Yeah. Really uh, big-time violation of the non-aggression principle. And John Hunter Nemechek has matured so much. He has. Because he handled that interview so well. Much better than I probably would have. Because it's not like he's done the same thing before. Like where he's gotten into guys and wrecked them and stuff like that. Him and but, him and Cole Custer. Yeah, uh, but in that case, it, it, it's a totally different situation. So well, and John Hunter also owned it back then. You know, John Hunter's done stuff like that, but he he owns it too. Right, and this is a totally different thing, and he was wronged, very wronged, yeah. very. Yeah. That was very unjust. And Austin Wayne Self is just a complete non. That's never done anything in the truck series worth a damn. So he's definitely a he, hack. He has no well, right. Yeah, he's he's the one that this, Denny Hamlin should call a hack. That's right. <laughs> yeah, you don't call somebody that won the race a hack. That's just dumb. Well, sorry, it is. Yes, and no, it but is. we'll go into it. All right. Johnny Slaughter spun Parker Kligerman, and Parker came back through the field and spun Johnny back. Oops. Oh well, Jesse. Play My Hero by Foo Fighters. <laughs> He's not freaking Alexa. <laughs> yeah, there we That's go. Not, That's that wasn't it. <laughs> I cannot stand Johnny Sauter. Oh, yeah, He's not so hateable. He's terrible. He's got a very punchable face. So hateable. Anyway. I just and like he that. he looks like Aust- uh, Alex Bowman when he was like 20 years younger. Parker Kligerman <laughs> came out and was like, I don't care. We've raced against each other for over a decade, and I'm not going to take his junk. And I'm like, well, yeah, you shouldn't. 
<laughs> guy spins you out. If you can get back to him, guess what? He's going around. Yeah, Johnny That's how saw, this works. Yeah, this is yeah. This whole thing is it's about violating the non-aggression principle and inconsistencies with universally preferred behavior. Okay, and we'll talk about it later. Yes, but, we will. But Martinsville is one of those tracks where those those portions of philosophy are going to be ruined. Now the you, uh, you, go ahead, Phil. You know who Johnny Sauter reminds me of? Mm. Go ahead, Jason Chikolas. Really? Uh, I just wasn't... fast enough to run up front, maybe win a couple races here and there, and then he has this switch. <laughs> it's a fast switch. Yeah, Ooh. it is a pretty quick switch. Damn, I mean, you, we've all and you said you hated people. Johnny Sauter, so you must hate him. <laughs> no, I have no problem Ouch. with Jason. Jeez. I've never really had to race against Jason too Phil much. Is, but, uh, <laughs> Phil's bringing the mean tonight again. <laughs> I just gaslit you. God, that was not good. I have to be nice to Jason. Yeah. Oh, swear to God, I'm burping up stuff from two nights ago here. All right, so anyway. Um, Delicious. It was, yeah, pretty disgusting. Final restart. Don't take a crap in the sea. I'm about to, dude. I'm holding it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Final restart saw Zane Smith put it on the bottom three wide, and Stuart Friesen got in the wall and hooked Todd Gilliland, who looked like the strongest truck all day, probably should have won. Um, I wasn't sure what, <laughs> what Stuart was doing there. He he didn't hook Todd Gilliland because he got in the wall, that's for sure. No, he I know that. He Todd just... Gilliland because he went, Well, yeah, Stuart needed to win the race, left. and he got... <laughs> Forced up into the wall, and he says, "Screw it! I'm going to try to take out everybody and try to win I'm just this thing." Crash and, everyone! And <laughs> he missed his exit, and he was coming over no matter what. Yeah, it was coming over yeah. or not. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. He he, he owned up to it after was, the race, but I mean, he, he said, "Yeah, I wrecked him, and that was stupid." And, and then I'm he like, wrecked himself going into one. Well, yeah, that's the stupid. Come part. on. <laughs> I mean, that's the stupid. You're not that part, much right? of a loser, are you? And so Zane Smith, who looks like the Test tube clone of uh, Natalie. No, not Natalie Decker. What the hell's her name? Uh, Haley Deegan. Do you see that? You got to see no. it in the face, Jesse. You got to go look online. Hang on, hang on. I swear to God, Haley t- Deegan's gotten a little plump. So yeah, but I like that. Um, I mean, so do up, I. But look at look at the side view there. Okay, kind of has the same smile, doesn't he? Look at that. Okay, I know this is really great audio content here, okay? Yeah, this is great. This is great. Um, Okay, so there. There's There's that. There's St. Smith. Now you got to look up here. There's us. Remember what we told... (laughs) Hey, that's us. Hey, remember what we talked about? Manufactured racers? Well, that people are clones and that they're just, you know, UPC... What is it? Unplayable characters? NPCs? NPCs. Non-playable characters at the whatever turn? Yeah, he's... Maybe it's an Italian or something. I don't know. I don't know, but it's whatever. But anyway, things. for the YouTube crowd, this is why you should go watch on YouTube because we do put stuff like this. Uh, let's see. Similar view. Let's find a similar one. That's kind of the wrong direction. Go to the bottom one there on the bottom. This there, one? That, nope, left one. Left. It's got a little square there, face. This like one? that. Yeah, that one. Yeah, kind of. It, you're kind of pointed down there. Just get a point up. A little. There you go. Okay, cool. I mean, it's really noticeable if you put them side by side. It's very close. I'm like, obviously, they're different, but it looks like they were scraped out of the same test tube. It's just weird to me. I think they're probably the same height because Zane's a small kid. Um, I know he doesn't have any um, real prospects for next year. but I like the kid, though. Yeah. He's it's, aggressive, but he's he, he seems humble. He doesn't seem like over the top like Gregson. Yeah, it's weird, Jesse. See, you found that photo and that Oh, the other one. 
It's now nah, that photo doesn't. She's got show a little it. rounder face. Yeah, but that fo- you got to look from the side, like that photo of him. Yeah, this is great audio content. Yeah, but like well, I said, you can watching his interview. I'm like, that is that Haley Deegan's lost brother? Like it just was weird to me. I figured I'd bring it up. Obviously, the pictures aren't working out for us right yeah, now. But. Well, they, drop it that one. Yeah, I guess I guess I can see it. Yeah. It's there, but you gotta it, you gotta watch it in action. You can't just watch a still photo because if you see it in action, you see all sides of their face. Maybe they're the same orthodontist. I don't, I don't know, know, man. I'm it's weird. I'm sorry. Anyway, put the camera back on. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. All right, so that put uh, yeah Zane Smith is basically racing for his life. Nope. You gotta weigh that thing down with the Stanley Cup there. I hope he gets a ride. Yeah, I mean, the kid deserves one because he does win. I mean, you can't say it's just, I don't know, whatever. You're kind of pointed up there just a little bit. Just kind of come down. Great he audio kinda content. Came, uh, I don't That's know perfect. where he came from exactly, but he kind of just showed up in the truck series, and all of a sudden he won a race. And I think West Coast stuff. I'm not too sure. Anyway. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. Anyway, um, Smith led after the white flag, and the caution had flown, so it's Smith, Crafton, John Hunter Nemechek, and Ben Rhodes as the championship four in Phoenix next week. Crafton wasn't very happy camper either. No, a lot of people weren't happy after the truck race, and I can see why, because that was an utter shit show. It was almost yeah. embarrassing. Well, who who is it that Crafton was going back and forth with after yeah. the race? I don't know, and I don't care. Yeah, it was... Uh... <laughs> uh, anyway, you're... Oh, boy, this search is not working over here. Uh, so I, I forget who it was. Ben Rhodes? No, it was one of his teammates, wasn't it? It was Ben Rhodes for, like, screwing him over. Sheldon Creed. It was uh, Sheldon Creed. Oh, Sheldon, oh, yeah, it was well, Sheldon Creed. That's yeah. It was two people. It was Sheldon Creed, which they talked it out. Whole, yeah. And then Ben Rhodes, I think, because Ben, like, spun his own teammate out. So, I mean... Crafton, oh, um, Crafton lost like one or two spots, did a 360, kept going. So, yeah, I mean, it the, did work his out. His teammate but. in the 98, though, is moving on to a different truck next year. And I'm he pretty almost, sure that's Ben. No, not Ben. Oh, that's uh, no, no, that's, that's not Grant Enfinger. Enfinger in the yeah, 98. Is yeah. it Enfinger? He yeah, does Grant, that part-time. Grant Enfinger, yeah, he got forced into being part-time after what well, we've gone over this yeah, before. Yeah, we've already said this. After, you know, a multi-win season and almost a championship. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he wasn't a very good teammate. I think he got into the back of the 88 and the 98. Uh, so it's like okay, well, time he's already thinking about next year. So yeah, that's kind of one of those things. All right, so we will move on to what, what the hell is next? The Xfinity Series race that was. I didn't s- watch that one, so it I was the same day. And you know what? I liked this one far better. Noah Gregson won the Xfinity Series race at Martinsville. Made it two for two on Saturday races where someone had to win their way into the championship four. Uh, and called his shot. He did. Yeah, he said he was going to win it. Um, Sammy, yeah, Sam, Sam Mayer got brake checked very obviously by Ty Gibbs, which was a dirty ass move. This is why I hate this kid. Uh, Gibbs was spun late, however, and Mayer came back from three laps down to finish in the top five. So karma. Uh, the race for the win was clean, respectful between Hemrick and Gregson and Sindrick. Uh, Gregson got by Hemrick on the second to last restart, survived a hard charge by Sindrick on the last restart. And it was just a good, clean race. They raced hard. They didn't smash each other and hook each other and wreck each other. I don't even know if That's they made contact. I don't know if they even made contact. See, no they violation of the non-aggression principle. It was a fantastic race. Yeah, no violation. I loved it. Universal, All preferable that, behavior. That was impressive for uh, Austin Spindrick. Yeah. I mean, he was a champion. I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> this guy gets he, it. He likes to drive into people. 
<laughs> he is a road racer. It's, I mean, it's his second language, basically, is oval racing. Um, so championship force is set. Uh, we got to talk about the uh, celebration after this. Uh, set It's Gregson, A.J. Allmendinger, uh, Austin Sindrick, and Daniel Hemrick made it in. On point. On point. I think A.J. is going to take it. Depends. I um, hope AJ takes it. It's the one. Well, I he's like. old enough. He probably could wear. Depends. It could. That but depends. But um, boom. But Noah Gregson's celebration was the story after the race because they did the normal thing where they fence climb, and a fan hold hands him a can of beer, and he does the ultimate bro moment. He stands on the wall, holding on to the fence and holding on to the beer, takes the beer, bites a hole in the bottom of it. Clicks the top and shotguns the beer on the sta- on the wall that's next per- to the next to the fans. That's really badass. And I saw hey, Caitlin, <laughs> Caitlin Larson better uh, maybe better he's, step up her game. She she's not bite- biting the cans. She's not biting cans. This kid's biting <laughs> cans. So this <laughs> maybe he's developing a personality. Jeez, uh, maybe I don't know. Well, that's pretty cool though. That's really badass. But um, much respect, much respect. It was an awesome celebration. Yeah. I, I watched every minute of it. I, I usually shut it off, but that was fun to watch. Yeah, uh, I saw Tyler. What kind of beer was it? Oh, who cares? It was beer. What? It was Bud Light Apple. Oh, gross! Or bush, bush, bush light, <laughs> yeah, right. Ooh, bush light apple. Oh, fruit, fruit beer. Yeah, that's okay. even worse Great. than mine. Look at yeah, that garbage. Yeah, his Jesse's is swill, but when you pour fruit in it, it's just extra swill. Five point. I'll, I'll drink Red's apple ale, and that's about it for Boom. beer. Boom. Anyway, so um, I saw Tyler Reddick tweeted. Uh, he says, "Well, cross that off of the celebrations that have never been done before." List, and he had a crying face emoji because they know he wanted to do that when he won a race. Yeah, right. So he's like, "Damn it! Now I can't do it because it's already been done." So <laughs> that was. If I ever funny. win a race, I'm going to shotgun a champagne bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Smash it over your head. Drinking it. Yes. Hey, Broken Zane's glass and all. A, never seen. Uh, celebration too. He broke the checkered flag in half over his knee. <laughs> oh, really? I yeah. wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. That's just that's uh, sacrilege, man. That's like breaking your trophy. If you're gonna keep the checkered flag, do you really want the stick in it? I took the one out of mine already. I mean, that's a fair point. It's hard to. Yeah, I never got a. You checkered can't really flag. frame them or hang them with the stick. So I never got one, so I wouldn't know. Um, then they never. You didn't gave get me. one for your first win. No, they never gave me one. Come on, Brian, you cheapskate. No, oh, he needed it for the rest of the night. <laughs> he, he didn't give me one till the World Series anyway. That's all right. You won the World Series. I didn't. All right, so that moves us on into, oh, did we want to go into anything else there? I didn't know. I'm sorry. I'm kind of out of it. I don't know. I never saw the Xfinity race, so go ahead. I think we touched on all the interesting things. Yeah, that, the so Xfinity race was kind of eh. They're going otherwise. to the probably worst place to hold the championship race, and that's Phoenix, because I just don't like it the way it races now where they put the start-finish line. I mean, if it was I just regular, don't like them being able to cut the chicane. I don't like that, and I don't like where they put star finish in the middle of the corner. If they left it on the straightaway, I'd be fine with it completely. I like how three and four raced because it made it. It's one of those slower corners where you can make something happen. I.e., Ryan Newman walling Kyle Larson. <laughs> yeah. It's not a finale racetrack. It's really not. It's not a finale racetrack. It's really more of a setup to the finale. I racetrack. liked. I liked when the dog leg had no banking. I liked it because yeah. it was a little bit more difficult. I Home, didn't, I didn't you, like the wall jutting out, but they fixed it, but they put more banking to it. I don't like that. I don't Home, like Homestead it. is a much better. Everyone loves Homestead. It's just a more Homestead racy track. Yeah. 
It's old a much, school Atlanta was a really good place for. Oh finale yeah, too. that's that's the same God, the same basic theory as Homestead. Yeah, it was like hey, the same. You know kind where of we track. should have the finale? Homestead, Daytona, North Wilkesboro. Mm. <laughs> Short go. track. <laughs> the Charlotte. How about the Roval? Yeah, there you go. let's, let's have it at the Roval. Yeah. Or Bristol. Can we obliterate the Let's Roval, do the like Chicago. Hey, I got a great idea. Let's do it on the Chicago street course. Let's do this championship there. It's Chicago. Why not? No, what we'll do it this? down the Las Vegas Strip. You can't because. We'll make a wait. track, a temporary track down the Las Vegas Strip, and we'll do that. How's that? I, I figured that, that Portland track that nobody has any clue what the heck it is. Oh, do you think they'll all get shot at Chicago, Jess? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay, yeah, that's probably right. We shouldn't go to Chicago. They'll all be shot. Okay, so we should probably move it into the cup race at Martinsville. Okay, there was a lot of drama out of this one, too. Cup race, mostly uneventful until uh, Quinn Half and Josh Balicki got together and uh, crashed each other for 34th place, I want to say. I don't know how many laps down they were, but Jesse, I think you got this one. Here it is. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you're three ass laps down and you're fighting for 34th, what the hell are you doing? Seriously. Stop causing distractions. But it wasn't Quinn Huff's fault. He really did no, get right to I, I, I would have been so pissed off too. But they put him five laps down for him spitting yeah. the guy out in front of the, the, the yeah, track I, truck. Yeah, because he turned him away from the track truck and the track truck was behind him. Yeah, I know, but still, you kind of have to. It's not Juan Pablo piloting the freaking truck, okay? You got to uh, leave Juan Pablo alone for that. It wasn't, wasn't his fault. I know he, it wasn't his fault. <laughs> I know. He's just easy prey at this point. I hate that. I know. He's the I, best I'm goddamn not, race gonna, car driver in the world. I'm not yelling you know? at you. I'm not going to be, be yelling <laughs> at you. I'm not pointing this out to you. I'm not making you feel small. But to all the other people that really feel that way. No, they're all idiots. They're all idiots. He won the Monaco Grand Prix. He's won it. He won know? the 24 at Daytona. He's won, He's won the Indy 500. He's won the Indy 500. He's one of the greatest race car drivers to ever hold a steering wheel. He was in Is half. The car broke on him. Come the, on. He dude. was in half good equipment and he didn't still break competing. The car. No, he didn't. He's in Ross Chastain equipment. Yeah. Ugh. This you is know? even this is pre Ross Chastain equipment. Yeah, I think can we Ross be Chastain honest? is in superior equipment to can, what he had. Yeah, probably. Can, that's a dirty thing that's that people don't. It's out. just they don't want to mention about NASCAR is that Chip Ganassi, one of the premier owners in motorsports history, his NASCAR stuff has never really been that good. No, ever. No, no, been. it really hasn't. It sucks. Nobody talks about that. Yeah, Kyle Larson could win races in it, but this nobody probably... else. I mean, Kurt Busch can now. Because they've kind of upped their game, and Kurt's actually a pretty good driver, but um, no, they've for the life of them, they've really never been that great. So I all mean, the Ganassi teams though seem to ebb and flow with sponsorship. So I bet he relies heavily on the sponsorship to get. Oh yeah, he going, does, and especially rather since, than because you know Hendrick puts tons of money out of his own pocket in there to to offset knowing what he needs to do to win races. And I mean, as soon as Target left Ganassi as a partner. That was oh God. that hurt him a lot. So he had to yeah, cut. That back. hurt all his programs oh, for a he, while. He cut back a lot of stuff, and I mean, he's not yeah. even going to be in NASCAR next year. No, yeah, he's all which done. is sad. It is, but he's going to be an someone indie still. Of his and, stature should be part of a one of the biggest sports in the world. And don't get me wrong, I love Chip Ganassi. He's the kind of owner that NASCAR needs, but it just sucks that he's yeah. Not no, be there it's anymore. terrible. 
Yeah. It's the, it does suck. It does suck. So, it was a, yeah. All right, so we talked about Quinn Huff and Josh Balicki. I would love to get in one of those cars just to say I raced. I mean, I, I, I could probably hang with these guys. <laughs> anyway. Start um, saving now, and you could probably get in one of the Rick Ware cars. Maybe I'll get invested in Bitcoin and all these other coin fake coins. Totally. <laughs> Maybe I'll be able to pay for a ride. All right, so Denny Hamlin got spun late by Alex Bowman. Looked incidental to me. It looked like Bowman was trying to stay off him, but it was. But he, you know, yeah, he got in there. It too happened. Hard. That's what happened. Um, yeah, that's short track racing. Yeah, it's short track racing. Got it's mad really at it, what it is. Got at Bowman. Did his best Bowman Gray impression on the front stretch. Get it, Bowman Gray. I ah, forget it. Uh, Denny, <laughs> Denny's done the same thing before, but he does have a right to be mad. Yep, it's racing. I don't have any problem with when any you're part the, of what happens. When you're the one, like, when he spun out Chase Elliott, he's the one who knew he made a mistake. Yeah. When he's the one getting spun out, he's not the one in the other car, so he doesn't know that they made a mistake. You know what I mean? That's how yep. you. That's how the mindset works yeah. in a race. I mean, car, I don't have so. any problem with Danny Hamlin being mad because it's no, a totally different mad. year. It's a totally different situation. He has every right to be mad at Alex Bowman, whether or not Alex Bowman did it on purpose, which we know he didn't do it on purpose. No, he just he got just, a little he, hot. He got under, Alex Bowman is under control. He is supposed to have complete control of the race car, and he didn't. He was at, He got out of control and got into Danny Hamlin. Yeah. He violated the non-aggression principle. Again. So and We've mentioned this before. That's right. And it's not universal preferred behavior because Denny Hamlin got the short end of the stick. Correct. It's, I mean, wouldn't you be mad? I would be mad, too. I'd be pretty pissed off, too. Again, but it's happened. it's not his, it's not, you know, it's it's one of those things. And I, I almost really agree with Denny Hamlin for going on the front straightaway and stopping him from doing the, st- the burnout because, you know what? If your car... Makes contact with the leader, and you and and spins out the leader. Uh, you really shouldn't be doing smoke shows in front of that. You should kind of humble up a little bit and be like, "Hey, I'm not even going to celebrate that." Yeah, but TV probably wants you to. You know. Yeah, I was going to say it's probably be programmed. I know TV. I know TV. TV wants you to. Yeah, but you you can also say, "Man, f you, TV." You can. I'm going to do the right thing. Yeah, you can. I would have given Alex Bowman more credit for doing that, but to be honest with you, yeah, he's he, also racing for his life too. He did sign a contract extension, but he needs to win to stay in racing. Oh and yeah, you know what? I get it. You can be stoked about it. Fine. He's won four races this year. You know that? Yeah. Is that four for him? I think they held up yeah, four fingers. Yeah, that's four for this year. That's pretty good. Well, Nobody even remembers that Alex him. Bowman has won four races. I don't blame the guy for going oh, for the win. this is his sixth career win, too. Yeah. yeah, and he's won four this year. I mean, Bowman is under the radar, won a ton of races, and people don't remember. Yeah, I, I so, don't blame him for going for the win. I, I mean, guarantee, hell, I guarantee I'll be coming back next week. And you can't blame the that. guy for trying. Yeah, you really can't. I don't think can. it's that people don't remember either. I think it's the media machine doesn't allow people to remember. Yeah. Yeah, that's what sucks. You know, it's, but uh, it, it, oh, well. I said it on Twitter earlier today, too. I, I don't think you, I mean, you've surely seen all the comments from fans. Oh, I've seen them all. It's, they couldn't all make the they were all nominations. Ridiculous. All nominated. The three of us here all have the benefit of having been in a very similar position. Oh, we've all we've been either there. been spun and not known what happened or we spun someone and knew that that person is going to be pissed at us. Yes. Both. 
Yes, we've been in that position. Yeah, we've all the been. The people there. sitting in the grandstands have no idea what it feels like to send that car off into the corner and just get in a little bit too hot, and you're saying "oh shit" before you even touch the guy outside. That's yeah, because you, because you're racing hard and you push it just that little bit more, thinking you can get that grip, and you're already at the limit of grip. But then that just that little bit more is that half a foot up the racetrack. And into the guy's left rear. That's a great point, Phil. The way I always describe a situation like that to someone is you're trying to throw a dart at a dartboard with a blindfold on and hope that you hit a bullseye. While being swarmed by bees. (laughs) You're never going into that corner exactly the same unless you're a robot. And there's not one single person that can repeat lap after lap after lap. Especially when you're that deep in the race and you're pumping brakes down the straightaway. Brakes are worn out. Tires yep. are hot and worn out. It's the end of the race. Adrenaline's flowing, and you're starting to lose the feeling in your legs. You want to win. Bottom yeah. line. Yeah. And, I mean, Denny has, again, every right to be mad. He went on Twitter and said how yep. he made it to the Cup Series the hardest way possible. No name, no money, just right places, right time. And he took advantage of every single opportunity uh, he got. He, he, and, and he kind of did. I mean, they had to sell out the, his family's trucking business in order for him to get to Yeah, it. but they still own the trucking business. That's the thing. Right. He's so. still, like, you know, 99% of them were. I mean, that's like saying Ryan. Money. That's like saying Ryan Priest got to the Cup Series, but he. He door knocked. His family owns a garage. They don't have that money. No. He door knocked with all the people that he made connections with and got money to get a good ride, got noticed through that ride. And then he picked up a phone to get more sponsors. Yeah. And he's very charismatic in getting sponsors. That's why he's there. Right. You know, so. I think that's another aspect of racing today that's lost is that willingness to put in the effort to go find your funding. Yeah. I think a lot of these guys look at TV and they're like, oh, it's all pay drivers. Well, get off your ass and go do the work and maybe you can get there too. Like we're not immune. <laughs> yeah. We all, we're all born with the same work ethic. It's how you apply it. Oh, you can gain work ethic. Um, I was going to say, I was, you get what I mean. Like we oh, yeah. all have the same ability. It's our choice. You, you choose not to, or you choose to. Well, I, was, yeah. I chose to have a rich daddy, but my daddy failed. So yeah, that's yeah. That <laughs> happened. Failure. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, here's the championship four for that. Uh, it's going to be Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson, obviously, uh, Denny Hamlin, and uh, Martin Truex, uh, Farton Truex. These four, here's the thing. I have to do it. I'm sorry. Uh, these here's a, here's a fun fact. These four are also the top lap leaders in that series this year. Oh. Larson's made the most lap, led he's the like, most he's laps. He's got like double second ever. place. So in a thirty-six yeah. race season and above, he's had the most laps led. So yeah. and I know we mentioned. Oh, you could have found a Darf comment from just these these people talking about Denny Hamlin and Alex Bowman. Well, I found something even worse that you could find the Darfs on. <laughs> Here's our second Darf comment of the week because I came across the. I'm on point this time. <laughs> Let me guess, I figured, this is Kyle Busch related. No, not at all. I don't care oh, if he's... Oh, really? Here's the thing about Kyle Busch. I don't care if he says retard, which I said it, he said it, uh, but I'm just reiterating what he said, so back the fuck off me. Um, and I don't Watch care, your profanity. And I don't care if he says shit. I don't care what he says. It's Watch a free goddamn... Profanity. It's a free goddamn country. If you choose... Watch your profanity. Shut up. If you choose to be offended by a word, yes. then just commit suicide. So, all right, moving on. That's the second time we've been told someone <laughs> to commit suicide today. 
All right, so I found this tweet from 23XI uh, XI or XL, what is that? 23 race, whatever Bubba Wallace drives for. Well, when it's Freddie Kraft, it's 23XL. Okay. Maybe XXL. X, XXXL. Uh, it says Bubba Wallace has been nominated for the, yeah, for the People's Choice Award uh, Game Changer of 2021 alongside Naomi Osaka, Serena Williams, Patrick Mahomes, and more. Oh, you want to find a Darf comment of the week? Go through that Twitter page and find those comments. And here we go. I'm not going to read any of these. All right, moving on. <laughs> I read, I skimmed them, and I'm like, nope, you all win. <laughs> Give the guy some credit, man. Any the, Bubba Wallace thread is going to be just awful. Just Darth City. <laughs> it's just going to be awful. It's clickbait. The guy bait. won in the first. Everyone fell for the trap. I mean, I get stuff all the time. It's like, Bubba Wallace said this. Bubba Wallace said that. Suggested for you under. Yeah, under my Facebook feed, and I don't click it because I'm not even going to even look at the comments. I don't care. I don't care. Here's, I don't like him. I don't hate him. I don't care. He is literally indifferent. He's not on my radar. Like I don't pay my attention thing about to anybody Wallace else. Is I don't notice him. Yeah, he doesn't matter. Like he had that. I'm sure he's a pretty good driver. No, he is a good. Like driver. Like I said to you, yeah. Like I said to you earlier, Brent. I think he doesn't get enough credit because. He's won he's in NASCAR quite often. Driven crap all yeah. his career. Yeah. He's got bad mechanics in racecraft from driving crap because he has to overdrive crap to make it fast. And he's also in a brand new team. It might not be gelled yet. They might not even give him the yep. parts that he needs to succeed because it's a lame duck yeah. year. I mean, why would you well, invest a lot in this it's not when a, you got something completely different coming next year? That team is Levine family or Levine family racing. It is not yeah. Joe Gibbs racing like everybody thinks. Yeah, they get the cars. They get the engines. They get technical help. They get last year's cars. <laughs> they, they don't have Joe Gibbs experience working on these cars week in and week out. These they, guys are learning along with Bubba. And, and yeah, not yet, but they will there. be because it takes a lot. He All this clickbait and all this baiting and whatnot, it, it, it does... Uh, provide sponsorship with the uh, analytics and whatnot to make every dime of it of their sponsorship worth it. Hey. All he's worth every penny for as far as sponsorships. No go press is bad press. Talk, everyone talks about it. No press is bad press. He's it, sitting here. It shows him in his fire suit, mm-hmm. and he's got all his sponsors right out front and center. And yeah, it's a black me and knowing white how and, the, me knowing how the media works. I'm not even going to take debate. Nothing bothers me. No, I don't care. Good so, for him. He's I up for an award. Cool. Go get it. Yeah, Represent NASCAR and F tennis. Yeah, screw and tennis. F, They're all stupid. Whatever sports else are. Tennis is whatever. Stupid. <laughs> tennis is kind of boring. Anyway, all right. I think that's it for this week, unless anybody has any other thing. I know that the uh, All-American 400 in Nashville happened, but I saw absolutely nobody in the grandstands, and I'm incredibly sad about that, so I don't even want to mention it. I didn't watch it because it was pay-per-view. I paid... Well, I think it was also postponed a day. Yeah, it was, and I forgot who won. Sorry, but again, if you don't, don't really... Care, know Kenny Wallace finished sixth in the street stock race, and I believe Brett Hudson won. Yeah, I think Brett Hudson won the CRA yeah. street stock race. I believe Kenny Schrader was in the Barnes 5 car for that race. I think yeah. he finished yeah. fifth. Hey, shout out to Cliff Gomo, though. How'd he do? He won. That, that, no, that's his car that won. He won. Oh, he owns that Fred's car? Or he built, or he, he, built he doesn't it. own it. He built it. He built helps it, them yeah. with the oh, setup. Oh, yeah. Well, so his, I think that's a brand new car, too. Well, Cliffy's, Cliffy's cars real, are amazing, so I wish I could afford one. It's a real sweet piece. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Brett Hudson had Cliff Gomo on it. Yeah, he had kickstand on the side. I saw and that. K- Kenny Wallace was driving Brett Hudson's old car 
they just renumbered it as a 36. So that was a good run for Kenny. Too. Yeah, Kenny Schrader yeah. and Kenny Wallace were both in that race, the CRA Street Stock. Yep. I love the CRA Street Stocks. Anyway, so I think... So fun to watch. All right, so since I mentioned that, now I'm definitely done here. All right, so you can find this podcast, we have to find the boy, on the every major podcast platform. You can find us on Instagram at Making Laps Podcast, Facebook.com slash Making Laps Podcast, YouTube.com slash Sid's View. You can send us an email to Making Laps Podcast at gmail.com. You can also send us a voicemail, like we mentioned earlier, to anchor.fm slash Making Laps. I wish somebody would take advantage of that because I would literally play anything at this point. <laughs> Oh, God, please, somebody call in. I want some entertainment here. Just to make it funny. I mean, just anything at this point. All right, so you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at BrentGleason01. And you can also find me on the toilet in about five minutes. Uh, You can find Phil at... Uh, Same place as always. P. Jakes, P-J-A-C-Q-U-E-S, racing. Oh, my God, where did he come from? Go, That's go, terrifying. Clear your spot. Clear your spot. You got to do the last thing. All right. So, and you can find Jesse in the big brown truck. Holy I don't think crap. anybody actually Super reads my social media anyway. I don't so think so either. That's I why I don't even. I don't even use social media except for the show anyway. Now, so. hey, if somebody wants me to race this Saturday at showtime, buy me a set of tires. All right, boy. Boy. What? Thank you. Okay. <laughs> I need you to finish the show out for me, please. Okay. Keep the dirt side down and stay out of fence. Thank you for listening. Thanks, you all, for listening. I appreciate it.